All right, y'all. Hey, what's going on out there? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Let's Talk on Broad Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. That's right, on this beautiful day. <laughs> All right, I know some of y'all sitting back, relaxing, rubbing your bellies. You got full yesterday, eating leftovers today. Well, good for you. <laughs> good for you. All right, man, we got a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about, hopefully, if that's what you want to do. Because today is Freedom Friday. That's right. It's Freedom Friday. And today we're going to have a true Freedom Friday. That means you, the caller. You, the caller, controls the conversation. That's right. So whatever you want to talk about, hey, call in and let's talk. That's what we're going to do today. And uh, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun, I'm sure. Uh, Let's see. We got a quarter of the day for you today. We got a double shot of Michael Jackson as your song of the day. Uh... Let's see what else do we have for you. Hey, whatever you whatever you have for me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a player, doesn't it? I know it do. All right. Uh, let's see. So, if you want to be a part of the show today, there's a couple of ways you can do that, and I look forward to you utilizing any of the ways that I'm about to mention. The first way, simple. Give me a call three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Press the number one on your keypad, and I'll be more than happy to um, bring you on the air live, and you can talk to me or whoever else is on, on on the panel. Yeah, that's one way. Another way, you can email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com. Hey, you can always shoot me an email during the show, after the show, whenever something in your mind, and uh, we can discuss that as well. Um, there's also the website for the show www.ericletstalk.com <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself here. Once again, the website for the www.ericletstalk.com And there's also our chat room that is open. You can log in there uh, with your username and you can have join us discussion in the chat room www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And uh, as I mentioned before, I'd be more than happy to um, have a conversation with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. So, Tuesday, Tuesday, let's get on with the pre- pre-show stuff. Tuesday, President Obama uh, gave out the Medal of Freedom. That's right. Medal of Freedom. And he gave that out to 17, 17 people. And, I mean, it's a who's who of people, that's for sure. Let's see, some of the noble names are Yogi Berra, Shirley Chisholm, Emilio Gloria Estefan, Billy Frank Jr., Willie Mays, let's see, Steve Spielberg, Barbara Streisand, James Teller, Manuru Yashi. Those are some of the names, but uh, three names actually stood out. That I'm, I, I want to bring to your attention because I know a lot. Being that we're in this 2015, a lot of people don't realize uh, some of the great, great African Americans that have done things for this country. Even though it doesn't seem like it in today's age, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's bring one of the, these individuals, Miss Shirley Chisholm. Now, us old-school individuals, we know who she is and what she was about. But I'm about to educate a, little, a few of you out there. It's Shirley Chisholm. 
running behind the slogan unbought and unbossed. You know, that, that those two things there is something else, because you can't find a politician today that run anywhere near that. Unbought and unbossed. Um, the New York Democrat won her first term in the House in 1968, becoming the first black woman elected to Congress. But she didn't stop there. In 1972, took a bid for the presidency. That's right, y'all. She ran for president. That campaign made her not only the first African-American woman, but the first African-American to run for a major party presidential nomination in the United States. Okay, so she lost her party nomination to Senator George McGovern, but she continued to serve in Congress for another decade, during which she became a founding a founding member of the Congressional Women's Caucus. Miss um, Chisholm died in 2005. Uh, she described herself during an NPR interview with Tavis Smiley in 2003. I was very outspoken, very articulate, and I wouldn't take any guff from anybody. <laughs> oh, I like that. Hey, Miss Chisholm has some as we like to say, she had some gonads, man. She really did. But you know how much unbought and unbossed? Wow. Hey, she received the freedom, uh, the Medal of Freedom Award. Let's see. Next, Mr. Say Hey Kid himself, Mr. Willie Mays, who was an outfitter for the New York and, New York and San Francisco Giants. Um, for more than two decades, the Hall of Famous feats on the baseball diamond, including one legendary catch in the 1955 World Series. Yeah, that's before everybody was making these spectacular catches. You know, he ran and made like an overhand catch, like he was catching a football. Y'all don't realize how hard that is when you're playing baseball. Football either, but uh, he did it. Um, provided ample fodder for photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through some question whether he could have owned even more records if he hadn't spent two years in the military during the middle of his career. Wow. He went on to say, I'm not a type of guy that looked back and says, boy, if I had this or if I could have did that, I would have been ahead of guys. I'm fine with what I have, you know. <laughs> so he was very down to earth as well, and he did the dang on thing. Did the dang on thing. Another, another one is Mr. Billy Frank Jr. I know a lot of y'all don't know anything about Mr. Billy Frank Jr. And uh, let's see. Oh, he was born on um Indian Reservation in Washington State. He was a Native American activist who resisted state fishing regulations in the 1960s and early 70s, arguing that the imposed laws violated 19th century treaties signed between the U.S. and Native Americans. Uh, Mr. Frank was arrested numerous times. And his argument was eventually upheld by the Supreme Court in the mid-70s. In the decades after, he continued to help lead efforts for Native Americans' rights and environmental conservation in the Pacific Northwest, efforts for which he has, with the Albert Switzer Award and the Martin Luther King Jr. Distinguished Service Award for Humanitarian Achievement. Uh, Mr. Frank died last year at the age of 83. <laughs> So those are three of the individuals that did receive the Medal, Medal of Freedom Award. And, uh, hey, good stuff, good stuff. Well, we try to start off on good news before we get heavy into anything else, right? <laughs> of course we do. 
So y'all want to know more? Just go and check that out. I say that was Tuesday when the president did it before he got on. He still made that old dumb joke about turkeys and all that other stuff. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> but anyway, those are just something we're going to start out with. Enough of that. All right, so here we are, Friday after Thanksgiving. Where everybody say the pilgrims and the Indians sat down together and ate a very, very good meal. Now, we have also come to know that that was a lie. (laughs) One of the biggest lies ever told. But yet, we still go about it like truth. Yeah, we know, we know. If anybody really wanted to talk about the truth, I think we'll abolish Thanksgiving. Why nobody Why nobody goes about saying, let's get rid of Thanksgiving? It's based on a lie. We want to abolish everything else, get rid of everything else, take down flags and remove people's names from college campuses and statues and things of that nature. Why not just go ahead and get rid of Thanksgiving? Oh, I forgot. It's the money. <laughs> it's the money. That's right. Okay. So it's a day where we set aside for you to give thanks for what you have, right? That's that that's the excuse we're gonna use on that, okay? Well, I'll let you use that. I'm not gonna use that. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, I, I digress as they say. So it's that time, man. It's that time for the song of the day. Like I said, a double shot of Mike for you, Mr. Michael Jackson himself. Um, then we're going to come back. we got a quarter of the day for you. Then the phone lines will be open. And as I said before, it's a True Freedom Friday, so whatever's on your mind, call in and let's talk about it. Okay. We have nothing but two hours and some change to do it then. So let's do it, all right? So without further ado, here's your double shot of Michael Jackson. See you all in about. Eight minutes.
Man, what's your song of the day, man? Your song of the day. Michael Jackson himself. <laughs> oh, Lord, I love that last one. Stop dogging me out. Leave me alone. <laughs> Y'all know what, though? Mike was an interesting individual. Well, he may have his little crazy things that he, he was doing, but you know what? His songs had messages to him. If you really listen to the words, Mike was a deep individual. Yeah, I don't believe that, but Mike was a very deep individual. So that's why the, um, the establishment went, out, went after him so hard. I know we, we we figured out they were going after but nobody really knew why. But, ah, uh, yeah. You know, remember the other song he made uh, when he was in Africa? Um, they don't they don't care about us. Yeah, those were some serious messages he was putting in his, his his songs, but no one really took the time to sit back and really listen to what he was saying because we got caught up in the propaganda that Mr. Smith was putting out there about Mr. Michael Jackson. Interesting thought. Think about that, huh? <laughs> Why would he make a song just leave me alone? He wasn't talking about no woman, was he? <laughs> Some of y'all think he was, but he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't talking about no woman. He was talking about Mr. Smith. Telling Mr. Smith, leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Just a little hidden thing, message there that you didn't know about. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Anyway. Welcome back to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. Today is Freedom Friday. A true Freedom Friday. So whatever you want to talk about, call me. Call me and let's start talking. Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. You can email me Eric Let's Talk at gmail dot com. W dot blog talk radio dot com forward slash Mr. Talk. And uh let's have our conversations, man. All right, so in the chat room we got my man D Boo One in the house and we got J C J C rolling with me like always. All right, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. I'm glad you could be here. You know, J.C., but that's a character himself. J.C. is a character. He's always in my chat room bothering me, y'all. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Just leave me alone. No, no, J.C. is cool people, man. I, I tell you, he's all right with me. He keeps me on my toes. He keeps me on my toes. All right. <laughs> anyway, it's time for the quote of the day, man, and this is a very, very profound thought, I think it is, uh, because having a talk show and ideas and statements that come across on the air and even off the air that it'll make you shake your head at sometimes. But I think F. Scott Fitzgerald, um, in this quote right here I'm about to read you, put it in a very, very distinct way. You know, and it goes as this. The test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in the mind at the same time and still retain the ability to function. Then I read that again because that was deep right there. That was deep. The test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in the mind at the same time, and still retain the ability to function. And that was by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Now, why did you pick that 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 um that quote? In a lot of the conversations we have here on the show, 
as I just mentioned before, there's a lot of ideas, thoughts, and things that are uh, um, discussed. And I think a lot of a lot of listeners and callers get caught up just what they believe or to what they believe. And in that process, they automatically close their mind to the possibility that there is something else out there that just might, just might be. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Just might be. But if you come into a conversation and your mind is already closed, how are you going to grow or as <laughs> Mr. Allfax or Mike would say, how are you going to evolve? How are you going to evolve? But yet you're the first one to say, oh, I'm smarter than you. You don't know what you're talking about. How do you know? How do you know that? You know, and this quote is very, very, I say it's very deep. The test of a first-rate intelligence is the ability to hold two opposed ideas in the mind at the same time. Two opposed ideas, which means basically idea and somebody else's idea that you're not agreeing with. Right? At the same time, and still retain the ability to function. Now, <laughs> oh my goodness! Now, here's here's a, and here's why this is so interesting. This quote is so interesting because as black people, we have been led down a road, deep down a road that's so clouded with trees, uh, forests. I'm just gonna say forests, okay? That we are now at the point to where we cannot. I'm not gonna. We trying to get away from we. <laughs> Remember, we trying to get away from we. Okay. The, the black community is so caught up in just uh, tunnel vision that it's almost impossible for them to for uh, for us or the black community. To focus on two points that may say, well, there may be a possibility for this. There may be a possibility for this. <laughs> oh, man. I had no idea I was about to go down this road here. But we're going to go there. It's Friday. Why not? Um, for instance, for instance, the Black Lives Matter movement. <laughs> The Black Lives Movement. Man, that is such a... Uh, some people say that's a controversial movement. That's a controversial statement in itself. And I understand where Black Lives, the Black Lives Movement was supposed to go. Was supposed to go. Let's put it that way. But because... Um, George Soros got behind and started financing, financing it. It took a whole different route than where it was supposed to go. So now what you have is a group of people that are saying, well, our lives are the only ones that matter. 
Is that right? Maybe. Maybe. But what about the rest of the lives? Do those matter? Now, I know some would say, well, Mr. Talk, you know, really, when we say that, uh, when we say that, you know, we, 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 we understand that all lives matter. But right now, we must concentrate on the plight of the African-American community that all our people are being killed, shot down by the police. Okay, I give you that. I give that. I do. That's understandable. But shouldn't it says our lives matter, all lives matter. When you step off and, and put yourself in that on that island like that by yourself, you take away your ability to negotiate anything. Then I, I do feel that way. Okay, let me go and put this disclaimer out. These are my opinion, only my opinion, all right? Okay. <laughs> now, I do understand the black community has been oppressed for many years, and as many of us become enlightened to to the, the, the process that we've uh, been misled, yes, it's time to do something. It's time to do something. But to single yourself out and put yourself on an island like that, I think is, is detrimental to uh, what you're really trying to do. Especially when you have backers such as George Soros. I think once you you have individuals like that backing a movement, it takes away from the credibility of the movement. Heck, we know Mr. Smith is always out there doing something, um, <laughs> something, something, something to discredit, to hide, and to create. That's right, to create. Carl Rove, and I, I thank my, my, my dear friend, Sister Ngoni, for this, uh, about reality. He said it. We create reality. And you will, res- you will um, respond to that reality. And once you respond to that, we will create a new reality for you to follow. So let's take a look at that. Isn't that isn't that now? I know, I know. I had no idea I was going down this route, y'all, but I, I guess I had to. <laughs> I guess I had to. So, where do we now? Where do we now? We have this. We, 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 the black community has gotten so Statues be being taken down, but is that truly changing the environment that we're living in? Is it? Some would say, "Yeah, well, it's it's awakening, it's enlightening." Okay, <laughs> you're unbought and unbossed. Remember, that's, that's what you ran on, unbought and unbossed. How many, how many can say that? Because often, as we say here on the show, in order to get anywhere, you got to, you know, you got to have financing for somewhere. 
It's a known fact. The black community, we don't have those type of resources, do we? No. Now, some of you are to say, well, yes, we do, Mr. Tom. You got Oprah in that. And when was the... Um, <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for telling me that. Um, got some bad weather, so, you know, if I'm breaking up, I do apologize. I can't hear it on this end. But, um, you know, who... who what what is the situation? Where where are we going with this? Where are we going? <laughs> you know where where are we going with this thing? Where are we going with it? Now I heard I heard a um a um, conversation earlier today on um, NPR radio about this this same thing, Black Lives Matter, and you know, this one guy was like, "Well, what about all lives? Why?" And the the the, the guest was like, "Well, you know, you have to understand the plight. Well, the plight is understood. It's been understood for some time. But what has, is not understood is what the end game behind it. What is the end game? Though know, you have trials going on." Um, for white police killed black um, youth, and you said no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. What is justice? To okay, say you're guilty, you will spend the rest of your life in prison. Is that justice? That's one. That's one in a million. That's one million. Is that going to change the overall environment or uh, uh, perception? Is it? Yeah, we cheer. Woo! Yay! Wow! 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 But big picture is <laughs> that's another life gone. But it doesn't matter because it's not like life, right? It's not a black black life. For instance, um, Paris, and uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, as always, when so-called disasters or terrorist actions like happen, there are some questions on the validity of those attacks. But for the second here this one on, let's say a word for it right now. It, it's just that. It's discouraging. Me and my friend, we have this conversation all the time about um, um, are we going to make it? Are we going to make it? Is the black community going to make it? I don't see it. The world we're traveling down is definitely, it is, it's destructive. Now, do I have any answers? No. I may have some um <laughs> I have some um ideas, yes. But do I have all the answers? No. Do you have all the answers? No. But hopefully at some point we'll realize that 
in order to do this, we're going to have them together and work with somebody. And there is where the rubber hits the road. There is where the rubber hits the road. We don't want to work with anybody else. Hmm. And when I say anybody else, I'm talking about even our own. Because we're so caught up in this system that has constantly kept us divided among ourselves. Among ourselves. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing against being pro-black. I have nothing wrong with wanting to to, uh, to bring the black community up. I'm all with that. I'm with that. But it has to be a better way just to, besides um, what we're doing now. What we're doing now. I don't know. I don't know. Just something I thought of after I read the quote and I had to get it out there. You know, <laughs> like I said, it's a pretty Friday, so look, y'all don't let me do all the talking. Yeah, I'm getting reports that I'm chopping up and what have you. I'm sorry. We got bad weather here, so yeah, that may be what's going on. I don't know. I can't talk to blog talk because they off today. Okay. <laughs> so please excuse me if that's what's going on. But what you want to talk about, call me. Lines are open, 347-838-8622. Press the number one, and we can have a conversation. That's just something that came to me. Y'all know, as I tell you all the time, when I get come on the air, sometimes I have no idea what I'm about to say. I, do, I have something reading, written down, but as the show goes on, you know, just things pops into my mind. But this is supposed to be a freedom, uh, a freedom Friday, a true Freedom Friday. So let's have a conversation, people. I don't want to do all the talking today. <laughs> but either way, if I must, I will. That's not an issue. I'm saying. So, but, um, and I saw Let's bring this caller in. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hey, how are you, Joe? Well, hello, Joe. How are you today? How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. You for asking. Uh, you're starting to break up. Okay. Yeah, I know. Something with the weather, man. Something with the oh, weather. Yeah? I can't control that. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, today's Freedom Friday, and it's a uh, topic, any topic that comes to the mind of anybody, huh? Okay. That's what I said. Yeah. Well, I don't have any particular topic right now. <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> okay. I just all right. wanted to let you know you were breaking up. Okay. Well, I, I, ain't nothing I can do. Um, like I say, it's the weather. I, I can't work with that. I can't do nothing about that. That's you know the man above. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's plus, so much stuff to talk about. I'm sure something will pop to both of our heads. Or I'm sure Maze is out there. She'll call in in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I was going to move on to something else anyway. Um, okay. Let's talk about Turkey. Turkey shooting down a Russian jet. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is really interesting, man. Mm. <laughs> you know, and Putin is pissed. Yeah, I mean, Putin is upset about this. Now, let's put it in, in, in context here. You know, this is not the first time Russian jets have, uh, um, uh, I guess I should say, strayed or, mm. or um, um, played with 
airspace of other countries, mm-hmm. you know, little as is known, you know, Russian bombers, what have you, been flying close to Hawaii and, you know, American airspace for some yeah. time now. That's true. <laughs> you know, so to hear that they supposedly flew in the Turkey airspace is not so far fetched, I would say. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, and Putin said something that was really interesting that, that kind of may have tipped, tipped what they were trying to do. Um, and he said he accused Turkey of buying oil from the Islamic State Jihad group whose finances heavily relies on the sale of energy resources. No doubt that oil from terrorist-controlled territory in Syria was making its way across the border into Turkey. Now, here's where it got interesting. He said, we see from the sky where those vehicles carrying oil are going. They are going to Turkey day and night. These barrels are not only carrying oil, but also the blood of our citizens, because with this money, terrorists buy weapons and ammunition and then go organize bloody attacks. (laughs) You know, that kind of tipped his hand right there. And then to add, well, we filed a flight flight plan with the United States, and they knew where we were going. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's Putin said anyway. Well, you know, Putin's got supporters here on the um, on the American coast because we have their people who said the same thing that both the United States and Turkey had been fueling this war um, and fueling ISIS. and not really doing anything about ISIS because, you know, the Russian jets have been bombing the, sh- the hell out of everything that's, uh, that moves that belongs to ISIS over there. Mm-hmm. So the United States, they've been accused about not doing it in order to keep Assad um, in power. Uh, you know, in order to, uh, you know, in order to get rid of Assad, they're allowing, rather, to, have I- to, to fund ISIS, to allow ISIS to keep its oil, I didn't know until a few weeks ago about how ISIS actually became a state, um, you know, a de facto state. They've got these oil refineries, and then you have to ask yourself the question. If the United States has been bombing ISIS for I don't know how long now, six, seven, eight months, why haven't they bombed the oil refineries? Because we've got satellites, too. We know where the oil is going. We know who controls the oil. So... If anybody wants to accuse the United States of being complicit with ISIS, I say, you know what? You've got a pretty good case. So I don't blame <laughs> Putin. A pretty good case? Yeah. Come on, Chuck. Now, <laughs> you know, just like we know, who ISIS is. Yeah, yeah it's um, Mr. F- what, what do you call it? The Freddy? Mr. Smith. Uh, Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Smith and his cronies. <laughs> yeah, we know who it is. Yeah, but the rest of the American people don't. They don't want to. They don't want to face the music. They don't want to take a look at reality and say, you know what? My government is like the 1939 government of Hitler. People don't want to realize that. They don't want to take a look at it. They don't want to hear it. They can think that the government's corrupt, but they don't want to think that the government is so corrupt that it's like Hitler. And that eventually it'll be like Stalin, and then everybody here in America is going to suffer at the hands of, um, you know, of Obama and whoever succeeds him. Because these clowns, 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's Trump. It doesn't matter if it's Hillary Clinton. It doesn't matter who it is. They're going to be the same as Obama and Bush. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. <laughs> you know, there was a recent um, um, Pew, Re- a Pew Research Center poll done, right? Mm-hmm. And the interesting part about the whole thing was 81% of Americans say they do not trust. They do not trust the yeah. government, Mr. Smith. Yeah. They do not at all. As a matter of fact, they call the uh, the government the enemy, which which makes the American people as stupid as I say they are, because they don't like the American government. They think it's the enemy. They think that they give Congress a um, an approval rating of around six percent, which is lower than snake shit. But mm-hmm. what do they keep on doing? They keep taking out the Republicans and putting in the Democrats, taking out the Democrats and putting in the Republicans. Hey, jerk offs out there, how do you expect change? If you keep doing the same stuff, that's working against you. Oh, isn't that? I think the thing says sign of insanity. Isn't oh, that a sign? Of- oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that that a sign of insanity? Oh, that's the very definition of insanity. But I don't call it insanity. I just call it plain stupidity. Uh, <laughs> you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, and you keep expecting a different result. Please, grow, Please. grow, grow some brains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and two thirds of American people say that the media has a negative impact. Has a negative impact. Mm. In the same poll. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It should be a poll about how many people do you think are stupid? And I'll bet you 99% of people say, well, everybody else is stupid, but I'm a genius. (laughs) (laughs) Which means basically between 90 and 95% of them would say it's somebody else and not them. Yeah, that's absolutely (laughs) right. Uh, I'm telling you, man. Uh, You know, you, you keep talking to Americans and what do they keep saying? Well, yeah, yeah, you know, Trump is good. No, Trump is shit. Or Bernie is great. No, Bernie's crap. Hillary is great. No, Hillary is crap. Do you know what they did out there, out there in the streets? Some, um, what? I who did it? Uh, somebody, oh, yeah, it was Jimmy Kimmel. He did the same thing that um, Jay Leno used to do. He went out in the streets, and, he, you know, he asked these bystanders, who are you voting for? Uh, who do you like? And these people said, Hillary. We love Hillary. So what did he do? Jimmy Kimmel took the platform of Donald Trump, right? Uh-huh. And he said, and before he gave, and before he read off the platform of Donald Trump, he said to these people, oh, so you like Hillary? They said, yes, we love Hillary. And what do you think about Trump? No, we hate Trump. So then he started reading off the platform of Trump. And he said, well, do you know that Hillary uh, wants to... Um, uh, keep immigrants out of the country. She does? Well, that's terrific. I'm for Hillary. Yeah, Hillary's great. Uh, <laughs> right? So he read off about two or three more points of uh, Trump's platform, and then he tells them this was Trump's platform, not Hillary. And they go, oh, well, maybe I should vote for Trump. Idiot. That's very interesting because I've seen something um, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. the, doing the same thing. 
or one of those late night shows. And they went on, you know, went out to the public and you know was at a gathering and say, what has what did Hillary do and do as Secretary of State? You know, what did she do? Uh-huh. And most people, you know, they like the they want to vote for, her, but none of them can name anything she did as Secretary of State. Yeah. And you know, I'm sitting and looking at this thing like, okay. How you gonna, you know, that that goes to explain our system right there. You gonna vote for someone, but you know what it is? It, it's like the movie Eddie Murphy was in. Um, um, I forgot. Trading places or something like that. No, no, it wasn't change trading places. It was when he became a congressman and he ran on the name you know. And um, basically, that's all. That's all going on with Hillary right now. Think about it. She number one, her last name is Clinton. Yeah. The, Okay, she been she was with Obama for what six, six, seven years, six years and some change. So her name is well known. They may not know what she's done, and the same thing with um Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, basic name you know. Also, it's because um, what you're talking about is branding. Because if people hear right. or see the name long enough, they think, oh, okay, fine. But the other thing too is. Um, uh, what was I going to say? It's um, yeah. Well, that was that was it. It was branding. Plus, it was something else I was going to say about. Oh yeah, the first female president. Don't forget, everybody wants to be part of um, you know something that's historical. So we had the first black president, and now you know when it comes 2016 and it comes time to get down to the polls, you know that there are going to be placards that are going to say, first female president. And that's going to persuade, you know, the females. But I've I've already predicted it's going to be um, uh, Hillary Clinton versus Carly Fiorina. Now, Carly Fiorina right now, nobody really cares that much for her. She did well by coming up in the polls. She did better than expected on the debate stage. Um, So people don't really give her much of a chance to get to the general election, you know, and to win the primaries. But I say she will because, as we all know, the, the elections are rigged. So, <laughs> how, can you, how can you say that? Oh, I don't know. I it, guess I'm just this great democratic government that we have. That uh, such thing as an election is rigged. Really, Joe? You don't hear oh, about that. I am blasphemy. Wash my mouth out. Yeah. Yes. Come on, let's be real now. That's third world country kind of stuff. Saddam right. Hussein, um, Gaddafi type of stuff. But that I, doesn't appear in the I United know. States. What was I thinking? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were you thinking? I but to continue on with, with your train of thought, please mm-hmm. uh, explain how they are rigged. The, the elections are rigged. I, I, I'm, I'm quite curious. Well, for one thing, we we do elect the president or we do elect um, you know, our senators unless the polls are really rigged. And there were congressional investigations about Diebold years and years ago about how Diebold and other companies, but in particular Diebold, could actually change the result of an electronic voting machine. But I'm not even getting into that. What I'm talking about is the fact that for anybody that we vote for, they've already been selected by the RNC or the DNC, or in other words, the Republican machine or the Democratic machine, to be our candidates. 
So let's say there are four or five candidates running for office, any kind of office. It could be councilman, it could be state, um, statewide, it could be the federal, uh, any type of federal um, office. These particular people who are running for that particular office, they have the machine behind them, which means they've already been pre-selected as the type of person that the Republicans or the Democrats want into office. So they uh-huh. offer up the three or four people that they consider, doesn't matter who wins, you know. So we, we, we elect what they select. So in that, in, that, um, in that context, the elections are rigged. Then, if you want to go beyond that, as I've already described, you can go to certain instances at different polling places, in particular back in 2008, where the elections have been rigged. There have been circumstances where voters have gone into a poll. I forget who they were voting for. I think they were, yeah, they were voting for Ron Paul. They Mm -hmm. voted for Ron Paul, and they found out that the machine spit out that their vote was for, um, let's say, who was running for uh, Republican at that time? John McCain. Mm hmm. So. You know, know, that's that's, that's an interesting uh, point of view there. Because um, I remember watching, uh, well, me and you talked about this one time, Scandal. Remember Scandal? When oh, they, yeah. Yeah, and they rigged the, the voting machines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, uh, and, and, and little is known, a lot of those stories, those, those things are actual true things that have Mm-hmm. They're to change, you know, the names and stuff like that. But a lot of that stuff has actually happened. But so, well, scandals. Yeah, scandals. Is, the whole premise is based upon the fact that this president, he was elected as a, as a matter of what you're talking about. It was called the plan was called deliverance, and it was how they actually rigged the voting machine so that uh, the guy named Fritz uh, would win the presidency. Yeah. Now, but it's a whole simpler than that. It's called the Electoral College. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that, it's just that simple, Joe. Let's think about it. The people go to the, the polls, mm-hmm. uh, supposedly select their candidate that they want to have in office, office mm-hmm. right? But in actual, the, actually, then it, the votes don't even count because you have these certain people set aside. Mm-hmm. To choose who actually the president is going to be, a prime example, Bush, George W. and Gore. Think about it. Well, <laughs> that was yeah. Well, that was um, that was yeah. The Supreme Court had to intervene uh, because of the charge, and right. that was um, I think that was the popular vote, uh, not the electoral right. college. I don't think. If memory serves me right. Mm. Yeah. But see, that's why to go to the Supreme Court, because the Electoral College mm. in Florida did what? They chose George W. They didn't choose Gore, but Gore had won the popular vote. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, he did win the popular vote. And yeah. The elect- yeah. Well, there's a reason behind the Electoral College. Um, it's a complicated uh, process, but they've they've it, contaminated it, that process as well, because not only. You know what, Joe? It's not as complicated as they want you to believe. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's really not. The bottom line is, they choose who the president is. Now, 
to add to that, to add to that 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 that, that um, scenario, I mean that that framework right there. We all know if you go down the bloodlines and and of, of the presidents of the individuals that have been president, they're related somewhere down the line. So if you take that, if you take that example right there, mm. and, and follow it all the way through. You basically can tell who the next president of the United States is going to be. Of course, you have to go through the process to make it seem as though, you know, all these individuals are vying for. But it's not. In all honesty, no. Yeah, well, that's that's one reason why um, Hillary Clinton is the favorite to win because her bloodline, the Clintons, you know, are like the Bushes uh, because the Clinton and the Bushes they've dominated uh, the American political scene for the last uh, at least for the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I see that. I, so you know, even though it seems complicated, if, if you really look into it, it becomes so clear and so simple. It, mm. it's, it's even surprising. <laughs> however, yeah, however, that's but however, people. That is. Uh, Joe normal public Joe Q He's not going to, uh, They are not going to really Sit back and, and, and Go that deep into it Because as long as you have CNN Fox News NBC CBS uh, Whoever else out there um, guiding, guiding Guiding them by the nose It's easy to, to Continue to control it Well yeah You're right about that That's why the American people They are sheeple and they don't even realize that. Mm-hmm. And it's right. always it's always boiled down to everybody again. They always think that the uh, you know that uh, the Congress is corrupt, but they always think. And I've said this on your show for years. Every individual of every state, they will think that every congressman, every senator of every other state is a corrupt bastard. But then when you ask them about their guy, they'll say, "Now nah, my guy is a good guy." And that's because they keep getting newsletters from this idiot telling them about, you know, what he supposedly has done. And when they read the newsletter, they don't even really realize that what he's doing is spending their money on bull crap. <laughs> They'll get a newsletter like, um, well, we're going to expand um, the park. It will cost us $500,000 to expand the park. And everybody will say, ah, oh, good, they're going to clean up the park, they're going to expand it. But it's costing you $500,000, you idiots. It's coming out of your pocket. It's not free. <laughs> but they'll say, well, he's a great guy or she's a great guy. So they'll continue to vote the same idiot in for two, three, four, five, six terms. But then they'll complain about everybody else. What you've mm. got to do, people, is get rid of your guy mm-hmm. and vote in somebody else who's brand new and not a Democrat and not a Republican. It's just as simple as that. So as long as people keep voting Democrats and Republicans, I know they're brainwashed. I don't care what their political viewpoint is. I don't care if they hate Hillary. I don't care if they hate communism. I don't care if they hate imperialism. If they continue to vote in Democrats or Republicans, they're still brainwashed, and that goes for the libertarians too. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say this before I bring JC in. But isn't that like you've been on the island, <laughs> and the island is contaminated, and you take a piece of the sand out from the off the island and toss it in the ocean, and then you go about 
five steps down the further and pick up some sand and put it in the same place. Isn't that the same thing? You're not solving anything. You're just moving pieces around, but you still have a contaminated island. Yeah, you're just moving the old crap around. That's right. all you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let me bring J.C. into the conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the show, J.C. What's going on? See, J.C. always talk about my, my stuff, but his Obama phone was acting up, too. I guess he got bad weather the way he is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. JC, are you there? <laughs> okay. Well, well, he switches out his his Obama phone for hopefully a better one. Uh-huh. Hello, 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 hello. Okay, there you, you go. Know, I, hey, I have a good phone. Thank you very much. I had had it on mute. Uh huh. Tell us anything. Anyway, what's up, yeah, man? Hey, not much, man. Hey, what's going on, Joe? What's doing, JC? Hey, same old, same old, man. Hey, uh, you know, I I just want to jump in here on this. You know, it's, we still have to realize most people have, or I don't know, maybe some have realized that, you know, with the voting and everything that, that goes on, you know, the media is nothing but propaganda. We you know that. They use that in every war, Vietnam, Korea, uh, World War One, World War Two, It's nothing but propaganda. We learned that from a lot uh, from the other countries, and we have mastered it here in the United States. The media mm-hmm. will help you decide uh, who you're going to vote for, also because that that's where we get uh, all these clips and everything of certain uh, candidates saying certain things. Now, if they flood our minds with certain um, things that the candidates say, these certain clips, of of course we're going to kind of veer towards. It also, you know, our brains, our, our minds are conditioned to see certain things, and if you see something, it's just like looking at looking at a mannequin in a store, okay? You look at that mannequin, it's dressed up this way and that way. You say, you know what, that looks nice. You go buy that same outfit and you put it on, it don't look anywhere like it looks on that mannequin, Okay. <laughs> So it's just basically propaganda. The news media is going to push people to vote for a certain person also. So we have to understand that. Now, I kind of agree with Joe on that when he said we have the Republicans and the Democrats and all, too, but they're going to push us towards who they've already elected. They already have that person right there that they know they're going to put there. And as he said, it might just because they had the – the first black president Now it's time to have the first female president So the media is going to push towards that mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know JC I think <laughs> I, 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 You know Okay If we, we want to look at it that way Yeah You know time is You know it, it, It's time Some people say it's time I think however the the problems that are so set right now that they just feel like they cannot have that you're breaking up like a son of a bitch um, Eric can't hear you okay there's no way to see the bomb now anyway yep 
Let me get me a conversation about Mr. Smith. Things go wrong. But anyway, um, what I was saying is they'd rather have Donald Trump than Hillary, I think. Just because, you know, they, they feel like they can't they can't have a, have another one in office right now. You know, <laughs> the first assignment yeah, I mean, happened, just didn't work. I mean, they might veer towards Donald Trump because, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's Hillary is more like they, they put her, her on a feminist side. And you basically already know how feminists are. They want to just change things. They don't want to put a Band-Aid on things. On, on things. If if a lot of men see Hillary going in, they might think that, hey, you know what? Their time is going to be up. But that may not be a bad thing either, you know, to say, okay, we put a woman in there. Let's see what she can do. So, therefore, when we go in more debt, then we'll know not to do it again. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Now, if we go and see, that's a whole different animal, right? They're talking about going debt, really? Yeah. More in debt than you know, we already are? Yeah, but look who's in charge of of the treasury of the spending and stuff. It's a woman, and it's always been women who's in, in, in charge of that. It has never been a man in charge of, of, of the spending for the um, United States. Not one man. Okay. No, what he's talking about is that women traditionally have always been in charge of spending for the American households. Oh no, no, they uh okay, no, it's um okay, no, the the debt that we're in right now, what do you call that person that maintains the the all that debt? Uh-huh. I can't remember right off. I lost thought of that. With the with the Treasury Department or whomever, not the Treasury, but whomever, it's the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve. Yeah, it's a woman that's basically been in charge of that. It's never been a man. Okay, now I'm going to have to jump in and ask. Yellen is the first female who's been appointed as chairman of the Federal Reserve. Now, before her, were always men, Bernanke, um, Volcker, and Greenspan. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. You know, you're right. No, what I'm thinking about is some, some. It's not the Federal Reserve. It's some. It's something else. It's another department. You know, I'll hold back on that. Okay, until I get that back in front of me again. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. I mean, no. I'm not backing down. I'm just saying, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm not. I'm just okay. saying, I got to get my facts again because that's not. Um, that that's not the department that I'm talking about. Oh, okay. But either yeah. way around, still, you put money in their hands anyway, we're still going to go in more debt. It doesn't matter. Now, that's why I was saying, traditionally, the American women, the, the wives have always been the one who received the paychecks from the husbands. Husbands would come home on Friday and say, here's the money, dear. Okay, you're in charge of finances. And they would take the money, and they would put it in the uh, the household account, and they would say, okay, this is the kind of money that we can spend for this particular type of, um, you know, of goal that we want, or household item, and they usually have been in charge. That's so I thought that's what you meant. No, that's what they used to do. Now they don't do that. You take a paycheck home to them, they'll skim from that paycheck and build up two other accounts. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, a lot of women have secret accounts, so they don't even tell their husbands. <laughs> of course. But times have changed. <laughs> 
I, I, I remember one time this one woman she was um, she was married and she was interested in me and one of the the first few conversations we had when um, she was talking to me she was telling me about how her how she maintained her secret bank account. I said what? She said yeah. She said Jerry doesn't know I have this bank account. <laughs> I said oh, okay. <laughs> you know. Get out of you know, I mean, but you know, like I was saying, you know, I, I would, I would think that even if Hillary won one time, maybe that, you know, it might be a good thing. You know, it might be a bad thing. But if it is, if they do do it, I hope they go ahead and do it and get her out of the way. That'll run one term, and then that'll be it. And no one can say, hey, there's never been a female president. We all have dealt with that already. <sighs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm not for I'm not for any female president. Please. Oh, why not, Joe? Why not? Because of hormones and because of their mentality and because if you take a look historically of the female presidents and female dictators of other countries, they haven't exactly done a great job, have they? You take a look at the prime minister of England, and I forgot her name, um... They called her the Iron Maiden, and everybody, you know, and people in, in England they think she's great, but she's the one that led them to a couple of wars, wars in the Falklands and other wars. What's, what was that broad's name? Um, say it again. You broke up. What was her name? Oh, Thatcher. That's it. Thatcher. You take a look at Cleopatra. You take a look at. Um, Golden my year the 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 Israelites they love golden my year, but um she was i think she accelerated the war against uh, palestine um and then, if you take a look at other presidents, what exactly did they do that was different than their male predecessors? the females, the feminists in particular, would always say, well, you know what." As a matter of fact, um, what's her name? Oh, the actress. She's she's a good actress. She won the Academy Award twice. She was a girlfriend of Burt Reynolds. Sally Field. Sally Field said, I think I think it was her. If I'm if I'm recalling properly, she said that if we had a female president, there'd be no more wars. That's a lie. That's how it was start. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, we have no evidence that that's not true. We have no evidence that it is true. But <laughs> oh yeah, we do. Oh, we do. <laughs> Go right ahead. Yeah, we do. Go ahead then. Who? Okay, so what are the examples? You talking to me? Yeah, yeah Daisy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, I'm just saying women in particular. Just women in particular. Or which the, ones? I mean, which ones wars have started over, 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 over a woman. Wars have started over women, just like you mentioned. Cleopatra is one of them. What war started over a woman? Jezebel is one. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Let's make a biblical example. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's bring it let's bring it kinda into where we are now. What about <laughs> Queen Elizabeth? <laughs> <laughs> well we already know Queen, Queen Elizabeth okay. that's for the figure here. 
<laughs> she makes no major decisions. Oh no, she's she influenced the um the elections in Canada. Oh, don't don't fool yourself. She oh, may not be she may not be out there like um like Cameron or Brown, but you know, she's still um she's still pulling the strings. Oh, you think so? I I think she's more of a figurehead now than anything. Well, that's what they say about her, but also people will talk about how she's behind the scenes and that in particular about 2 years ago the there was an election in Canada and um she supposedly did not like the outcome of the election in Canada so she actually because she has some sort of i don't know 200 year old 300 year old right to influence the election in Canada and and somehow supposedly now she pulled strings to either yank the um, the person who was going to be elected out of the election or did something else even more drastic. So that's why I say don't, you know, plus she's worth $6 billion. Do you honestly think that she, with her bloodline, now remember you mentioned the bloodlines a few minutes ago, right. that with she and her bloodlines, she's going to allow Britain to be ruled by a democracy? <laughs> mm. Okay. So mm. she's, um, you know, you have to. It's like when the wall of um, the wall of uh, Germany, when the, the Berlin Wall came down. Do you do you believe that the Russian general said, "Ah, very good. There, the wall is now down. The war, the war between us and the United States is over." Let's go have some vodka, comrade. No, they regrouped, <laughs> and look where Putin is today. Mm. Putin didn't get his um, his bombers and his aircraft carriers and his um, uh, the equivalent of our F-14s overnight just to fight ISIS. He was building it up over decades. Hmm. So, you know, just because um, you know some people, you know, think that. People have gone behind the scenes, or they don't—they no longer hear of them that much. That they've disappeared. Hmm. That's an interesting thought process. There, very interesting. <laughs> very interesting. You know, let me—I want to ask Joe something. Come to think of. Okay. Mm-hmm. Joe, Go ahead, Jay. Have, have you heard about uh, ISIS being hacked by Anonymous? Yeah, I heard that Anonymous was going to do it. Did they do it already? Yes, they Apparently. did. They, they turned did. It in. Okay. Yeah, they turned it into some kind of um, uh, see, uh, Viagra <laughs> into Viagra ad. Yeah, Viagra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you know, what do you what do you think about that group, Anonymous? I, you know, I'm asking both of you guys this. You know, because I see them, you know, sometimes on the internet or whatever, what they're doing. But if they are so, they can do so much. Why don't they go to the core of things and, and try to, you know, really expose a lot of stuff that has been happening out there? That's what I don't get now. What are you guys' thoughts on that one? Well, did Anonymous expose a few people? Um, wasn't Anonymous in league with WikiLeaks, or did WikiLeaks do all of their? Um, Exposure of the United States dirty laundry all by themselves. Yeah, WikiLeaks did that by themselves. By themselves, okay. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Anonymous, they've been coming out doing certain things every now and then. But my thing is, you know, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't even really go on there and say anything against these guys because I just don't want nobody to hack my mess. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, they've been pretty notorious, you know, for certain things. And my, my thing is, why aren't they going, what do you guys think about, why don't they go and hit some main you know, core thing. You know, well, I know they they, mm. they expose Congress to certain things about. Well, them it's too. yeah, it's it's kind of dangerous to even <laughs> expose ISIS. But let's say they did expose the Kremlin, or they did expose um, Obama, and or any of the other senators, and they exposed how they were blackmailed and everything. As good as they are at being hackers, they can be found. And if they expose the wrong people, the wrong people will set out an army to find out who they are, and they will kill them. So maybe yeah, that's why they're staying away from you know exposing uh, the real, real nitty gritty. Well, you know, I, I was going to ask JC because he said something. What real stuff you're talking about them exposing? To the core of what? The core of what? You, okay, you broke up just now. Okay, um, I'm saying the the core. You said they expose it to the core. The core of what? See, okay, I, I, let's just let's just say let's look at this then. Okay, all right. Okay. Now, of course, then Joe did say if you expose the wrong people, they will come and you know they will destroy them. You know because I'm pretty sure the government have their you know some some hell of a hacker themselves. You know that they have recruited. You know, just probably for that purpose also. But what I'm saying is as far as, you know, it's a lot of stuff that's being hidden away from, you know, the public. And yeah, but, yeah, but the core, you know, the, I, I assumed what you meant were the real um, money makers, the real politicos, the real people who control the world, and why why isn't Anonymous hacking their particular Operations. That's what I assumed you meant when you said the core. But again, I I have to go with Eric and ask you, the core of well, what? Well, let's say for instance, let's say for instance, the core of a lot. Let's say for instance, police department. A lot of stuff that they had, the videotapes and stuff. Okay, that they don't show till years later, or a year later, or six months later, or whatever. I'm pretty sure they can access those too. They can access records. They can access a lot of stuff. Now, I'm not talking about people like the Rothschilds because they just ingrained in everything, you know. And you can only hack but so far in that kind of stuff that they have going. But I'm saying like the police departments, things like that, that they're hiring, you know, the wrongdoings of the people that are supposed to protect people. They're not hacking into that. Well, and, and, yeah, you have to ask them, and, uh, JC, because I don't know what their uh, what their real intentions are. Well, I'm just saying, I was just talking about thoughts. What, yeah. what, what was anybody's thoughts? Well, again, I don't know what the real intentions are. They may be out there just for publicity, or they may be using the V for Vendetta for, you know, um, for pranks. I don't know. And I think, um, I may be wrong, I think Anonymous did expose one particular a dash cam camera from a cop but I'm not sure if they did that or if it was somebody else. 
about? Oh, no. What about? Oh, can you hear me first? Can you hear me? Uh, I can I hear can you. Now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, here, here's the, the thing. First of all, who is anonymous? And what information are they releasing? Are they releasing um, current secretive information, or are they releasing stuff that basically the normal Joe, if he did his, the right research, can go and find out on his own? Well, they're, they're not on the same level as WikiLeaks. I mean, they're not revealing. Here's, here's, here's my thought process. When you, when you have people like that, anonymous, you know, that, that leaves a whole plethora of things, of people to consider. Now, let's say anonymous is a part of the whole system of, of the system anyway. And in order to take onus off what they really want to do, they come get a group online called Anonymous and start having them leak certain things out, which actually draws their attention away from what's really going on, and everybody's not paying attention to Anonymous. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah, right. being used as a decoy of sorts. Yeah. Right, right. That's so, I mean, that's, that's where I'm looking at it. Huh? I said that's a thought. You know, but at, at the same time, too, you know, I mean... I mean, if they are doing something like that also, and if they're exposing certain people, then the, um, I mean, everything is basically fed through the telephone companies anyway, just like AT&T. They had their own hub in uh, downtown Dallas office where they had it up on, like, the top floor where it was only a couple people allowed to go in there where they have typed in, you know, it's been like that for years because AT&T has always been in the bed, in bed with the government anyway, to where they traffic every little piece of information through there. Right. Okay. So, that, that I mean, it should be easy enough for someone else to go in there and find them then. True that, true that. Hold on, I got somebody else want to come in, so let me bring them into the conversation. All right, welcome to the show 612. How are you doing today, and who do I have here? Uh, hi, sir. My name is Marcus. How are you guys doing? I'm fine, Marcus. How are you? Doing great, sir. That's good. What do you have for me? Uh, I, I didn't know if this was a change of topic where you guys were going, but the um, question I was posing and something that I've seen a lot of a lot of commonly on Block Talk and a lot of people have been putting out there, um, I'm hearing from a lot of people this idea that there's no scientific evidence whatsoever for there being a God. And I'm hearing this repeat on so many shows. And I'm like, is where are people getting this getting these ideas from? <laughs> I can, I can answer that one. There is a God. The God inside your mind. That's what God is. I'm talking about the source for all of our universe and the physical laws that we have in place. Like, for example, if we have, if, if you see something that's structured and ordered and has a design to it, your mind logically always makes the same conclusion that, oh, this is a byproduct of some type of intelligence. But it's like when we come to the issue of our universe and the issue of life, all of a sudden people take a logic that they would use in any other circumstance, and they, for whatever reason, they discount that and say, oh, no, it's actually logical that all this design and structure and complex, you know, systems all came about by themselves through random chance and time. 
I, I don't I don't know where people are getting the, this logic from. Well, that's what you just said. You said it. You, you said in their mind, and that's what I stated. I said it's all in your head, and you just well, basically said that's what your thoughts are. So it's in your head. You creating it well, in yourself. No, I mean you can't. You can't. For example, like we, like you and I, we can't be God because we are, in basically your you and I were underneath the, the actual universal laws. So you have to you do something above it. For example, you, you can't that. be a creator. You can't create something that you're subject to. So like you and I, we're subject to the law of gravity. Therefore, we can't be creators of something that we're subjected to. That, that's that's a logical fallacy. No, you just created that in your mind. You, so your you, own so God you're telling created. me. Okay, I mean that's that's. When you, okay, that, when that, you invent something, have you ever thought of uh, of an idea or something to invent? Have you ever did that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, then that's something you created in your own mind. That's not that that doesn't that doesn't make okay that doesn't that's a different point. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm saying, if if our universe and life, either either it came about on its own, or it had a source. It's one of the two. And what I'm seeing prevailing thought, in the academia world and on the media and people I'm talking to is that there's this there's this common. Uh, the, the the view now is that oh that this all did come about from nothing by itself through just random chance that there wasn't a source and I'm like when all the data that we you should look at points you to the other direction why are you all making an opposite conclusion it's like the evidence doesn't matter the information doesn't matter You're, it seems like people just don't want there to be a god and they're just like is pushing this god? agenda is there a god well, clearly clearly there is if you okay, look at the evidence. So- Okay, so then you believe you believe okay, in your God, on, God right? Hold, hold on for a minute, JC. Hold on, JC. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay, Marcus. My question is, um, because you put a general statement, a very wide statement out there. Who is y'all number one? Okay. Um, yeah, let's get to that part first. Who is y'all? Say that again, sir. I didn't hear you. Who is y'all? You say y'all make this statement, that statement. So my question to you, who is y'all? Who, who, who are the people? Wait, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not catching. Oh, okay. Who I'm are talking y'all? about like, okay, I'm talking about, for example, um, you'll meet a lot of different professors on universities or the media will push a certain idea or like even if you talk to just general people in public, like if you just pose this question to people, just, you know, in a general sense, you could be at work, at school, with your friends, and you'll ask them, you know, is there scientific evidence for God? And the vast majority of people I interact with, it seems to be almost, I'd say it's like 98% say, oh, no, of course there isn't. And I'm like, really? And I'm just like amazed. And it's like, and, and it tells me like these people clearly aren't studying the issue or looking into it for themselves. They're just basically taking what what's being told to them without checking into it themselves. Because it's like there's, there's a lot of evidence do for God. Do you that. read? And do so, you read? Marcus, do you read of course. Okay, do you believe everything you read? No, I mean, I study and investigate everything. Okay, but how do you study it from someone who wrote something before that, right? Oh, not quite. I mean, you can... I mean, okay, but I'm just, just saying, someone, someone, had to have, someone had to have put some, some type of information or source out there for you to gather your information, right? Right, of course, that's what science is. Right, so how do you know they're telling the truth? Well, I mean, you can study it yourself. That's my point. Okay, but what do you study it from? From something someone else wrote, right? 
Wait, uh, okay. Well, maybe we have different backgrounds. Like I, I do. No, like I do, I work in the biology question. department in my in my you. university. It doesn't matter. So, for I'm example, not like okay. So but what when, I'm asking, for example, question, when we study, you're trying to jump through the sack. You know, you're jumping through the sack. Answer the question. No, no, I'm you not jumping through the sack. I'll just I'll make it you easy get your for info- you. Okay, do okay, you get so your information? I, I get, okay, where do you get your information from? From where you okay, study, so where what, you read, right? From a source, right? Well, yeah, and you can also take part in this stuff yourself. You don't okay, have to just fine, and you take part in it, knowledge. but you get your information from a source. So is that source absolute to you? Well, I mean, it's based upon what are they presenting. Then the challenges, you have to look at the information and check it out but see if it's valid. Absolute. Is it absolute? Well, in this case, yes, because we're talking about scientific data. Okay, it's not, so it's you not believe, a thing that varies. So you, believe, so you believe what someone else wrote, right? So how do you know that? No, that that doesn't make any sense. Listen, it does make sense. Okay, if you give me a book to read, if you give me a book to read, okay, listen. If you give me a book to read, what's the rest of it? Is that even a real point? No, it is. You're not. No, what it is is you just want to hear it. Okay, if you give me a recipe. Okay. Hold on. Okay. No. No. Let me let me do this. All right. Now. Okay. Go ahead. Now, your question is, why is there so many people that do not believe there is a God? Was that your original question? No, no, my original question, why is why do a lot of people believe that there's no scientific evidence for God? Okay, okay, <laughs> all right, okay. Um, you know, that's an interesting, that's a very interesting question, and here's why. Because researchers and research and recent polls have shown that this generation is more in disbelief of a deity, God, or what have you, than any generation before them. Now, why is that? That's a good question. Why is that? You you can look at a whole bunch of different reasons. Number one, you can say, well, maybe it's the advancement of science. You know, science are, uh, scientists are so-called proving um, that this happened because of this or that happened because of that. You can say, well, uh, you know, because, uh, the households are no longer as religious as they used to be. Being that the older generations are now, um, you know, going on to the, another dimension, we, you know, uh, the, this generation is not as quote unquote religious as the generations before them. Here's a good. Here's is what I'm gonna say. You know, man, man has always um, denied what they can't explain. Now, when you when you start talking about deities and gods or what have you, a lot of that is um, inner interface or what you believe in personally. Okay, so now um, honestly, what science say is good. They discover great things or what have you. But in, in my my readings and understanding, and from my personal belief, I just say. If they can't explain it, it doesn't exist. That's just the way it is. That's the way it has been. Um, when it's time for the whole thing to be uh, shown and, and introduced, it will be. I believe as a God. Personally, I do. But you have to look at the way the system has been, is right now, and probably shall be down the line. It's simple. Man, if man can't explain it, he will try and discredit it. 
kill the thought of it or get rid of it or just plain off ignore it. I mean, if you look back down and no matter what so-called has been discovered or tried to be discovered or found out, if it can't be proven, you know, by putting this and this or going and looking at that, and they can't come up with a, a logical explanation with they say it doesn't exist. But that would make that 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 is something that makes the human um the human psyche such an amazing thing. Because each individual can have his own belief system and even though science say this doesn't doesn't exist, you can still have that faith and belief that it does and that would carry you on from day to day. Of course, this is, say, this is out my opinion, but to me, that is what it is. Can I say something? It's, it's the fear of the unknown. Basically, that's what it is. It's the fear of the unknown. Um, go, ahead. I, I, go ahead. I got another okay. call I need to break it, but go ahead. Uh, uh, okay. Now, yeah, he made that statement and everything, but he said there's scientific facts out there. But there's scientific facts out there that people, they say there are scientific facts there. They say the, uh, the the God is actually a woman. You see, so how do you account for that? So who do you believe? Okay. That's let's, what I'm let's, asking, Mark. Let's, let's be clear. What I'm talking about is not this idea of just, you know, a personal belief or this. What, I, what I'm pointing to is the concept of logical conclusions. I'll give you an example. If we're walking I, down the beach no, no, and no, we, no, see, I, we see I, waves I, etching, I just, we, you know, I'll just make a quick point. I just uh, want to make a point so, so everyone understands what I'm saying. I'm saying if the waves are causing ripples to appear in the sand, and we're walking down and we see that, all right? And then all of a sudden we see etched into the sand, John loves Mary. And then if I were to say to you, oh, isn't it interesting how the waves form John loves Mary? You would look at me like I'm crazy. Why? Because you're, whenever your mind sees densely packed information and structure, your mind immediately makes the proper logical conclusion that this came about from a mind. This didn't just come about on its own through some unguided natural process. But because I've, I've realized people have an agenda to try to get rid of God because they don't want the ramifications of there being a God, now they're, now they're willing to basically take away the logic that they would use in any other point in life and just completely let that go just for the point of discounting there being a God. And that, to me, is kind of questionable. And All right, so what's your, what's your logical process for believing there's a God? I think the, the first step for me, because I used to be an atheist, was studying genetics. And when we look at the information coded within DNA, uh, you see uh, what, what amounts to basically like a binary code. And so when you see this information put in there, like it's programmed software, and the fact that your brain works as a computer processing chip, which can read the information from your DNA and then guide the different cells and mechanisms within your body to then do the corresponding action, whether it's building a certain part of your body or doing diagnostics or, like, let's say, for example, if you have a cut, your your brain reads information of how to address that issue, and then it guides your cells to then start to heal it. That's when you see a scab form and whatnot. And so Marcus, when you see the system in place, it makes Marcus, you wonder. Marcus, yeah. all right. I understand what you're saying, but using your same um, example right there, if that is the case, why doesn't everybody believe it then? That's my point, is that because the, if, if if God does exist, now we have an issue of moral accountability, and a lot of people don't want that because they know if there is a God, then there's someone that we actually could be accountable to morally, and that's an issue for everybody that a lot of people don't want to have. So morally we, say, morally we can say it's the fear of the unknown, Right. 
Not not quite. It's, it's more like if if God doesn't exist, then that means that morality becomes completely relative to each individual, so that there's no real right and wrong. It just becomes a preference. But if there is a God, like then there's that. a mind before the human mind who actually determines right and wrong, and there's a, there would then be an actual standard of right and yeah. wrong that's absolute, well, and then well, we would all be accountable to that standard. Mark is where there is a uh, there is a uh, standard of wrong or right, absolute. You know, and I believe every each man has free will to choose whether they choose they want to do wrong or right. That is okay, absolute. That, that is absolute. The standard the standard cannot be absolute if it's My just a man. byproduct of the human mind. If it's the human mind, then it's just relative so, to which human minute, mind you're talking to. But if there is a God, then there's going back and forth. You're going back and forth. Now, I, I'm gonna ask you straight up: Do you believe there's a God or not? Yes, absolutely, I do. Okay, then we're gonna leave it right there for right now. I got two more callers I need to bring in. All right, six four six. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Oh, you know, Cloud. All right, Cloud. What's going on, man? Oh man, not much. I had a, I had a quick question for you in the panel uh, okay. regarding uh, since since we uh, since we moved to this particular topic. Uh-huh. I know that. Is a, I know that there is an atheist section of people. I guess my question is regarding the whole uh, spirituality movement, where you have a lot of people who be, have become, who have stripped themselves away from uh, the the ritualistic practices of, of what we consider to be religion, but they still. Um, guy from a spiritual sense, and that, you know you got different different methods of spirituality that's out there. So mm-hmm. I, I guess I, my question would be uh, if uh, is anti religious anti spirituality? Huh? I, I, I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch the back end of it. Mm, I uh, think what I think what he's saying is that can. There are people who are anti-religious, and there are people who are anti-spirituality. There are people who can be anti-religious, but at the same time still be pro-spirituality. I think okay. is that what you're saying, Claire? Absolutely. Okay. So okay. And so the question, well, the question was if 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 a person is is you know those people who consider themselves spiritual or they say they practice spirituality, you know you mm-hmm. hear a lot of different forms of ways of defining it. Would that, in your in you guys' opinion, would that be considered anti anti religion? Religious be anti spiritual? Man, you know that that's a loaded question, Cloud. <laughs> and here's you know, why. I mean, why can't we why can't we just practice being responsible, decent human beings? Well, because Marcus's premise is that you can't have. Moral relativity. It has to come from someplace. That someplace is the Bible, and the Bible is the Word of God, and therefore God exists. So that's his premise. Well, that, that's not what I'm saying. Well, well my, my point is that is that morals cannot be absolute without God. That's all I'm saying. That's common that's what sense I thought of I logic. Said. Okay. Okay. So hold but on. you pointed to the Bible. Yeah. No, well, you don't, in other about, words, you don't need the Bible. Hello, but you have to hello, have God. Hello. Okay. hello. All right, look, we missing something important here in, in the, what the cloud asked. Number one, I think where a lot of people get confused is religion is man-made, okay? When you talk about religion, you're talking about Christianity. You're talking about Islam. You're talking about Mormons. You're talking about 
Buddhism, uh, Judaism, whatever. That, I mean, that is religion. Now, when you talk about spirituality, there is no religion to spirituality. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, it is because religion is man-made. It's a name that someone has given to something for somebody to follow. That's well, the where people who follow those religions, they will say that right. their their impetus came from you know, God. Let's 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 go back. Right, no, that's, but, that's a key but God point. Not, See, the question God, that has, then you have to ask is, if God does exist, is He personal in the sense that does He actually interfere in the, in the affairs of mankind? And that's the question you have to ask. So if you believe that there's a God who basically is a hands-off approach, then, of course, all religion will be man-made. But if there's a God that actually interacts with human beings and cares about what people are doing, then there could be an actual real religion from God. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, anybody else want to comment on that? Before I bring yeah, the I mean, I, yeah, I mean, see, this is, this is the thing. See, okay, if there's only one God and, and, and man has been um, was formed in the image of God. Okay, what did God have all these different religions? When there are no religions, like Mister Talk said, those things are made up: Judaism, Christianity, Muslim. What it, we have oh, have over a thousand of those things worldwide. So there, 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 man don't have an absolute for that. Why can't we, like I say, be just decent, responsible people? Was God decent and responsible? I would believe so. That's all I know. on that one. <laughs> all right. Well, Let me I mean, bring this call in here real fast, and then we'll get to the conversation. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? What's up? This is Mike. What's going on? <laughs> How you doing, Mike? How are you? I wish y'all had a, uh, you know, if you just, I wish you guys uh, definitely enjoyed your family yesterday. Uh, but this is an interesting topic. You know, I want to make a couple of statements. Well, the first thing is I'm a agnostic, meaning not knowing, and in the concept of a God or spirituality. And it's a fact that me and my huh. children have, huh? Nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, the mind doesn't know. That's a fact. Uh, me and my children, my four children, we have discussed this in a, a, a lot of times. And, you know, they they may uh, in the future be Christians and be ministers. I still will have love for them. But the conversation that we have is agnosticism, and that's the most factual thing that you can possibly state, meaning that no one knows actually what this God is. People may have a belief, but they don't know. People, people who don't have a belief is still like a belief because it's just the other side of a belief. Some people may believe it's going to rain tomorrow. Some people may not believe it's going to rain tomorrow. I say I just don't know. It may or it may not. So that's a, that's just what it is. And all the rest of this stuff is just crazy because it goes around in circles. Now, when you want to talk about uh, right or wrong, he is right. Whether See, we've been so conditioned. When we hear statements that's true, it shocks the mind. He is right. Right and wrong is subjective. Right and wrong it comes from the mind. Right and right, whatever is right to you may not be right for someone else. That doesn't mean your right is absolute. Right or wrong is subjective. Like they say, the law is about right or wrong. The law is not about right or wrong. It's about interpretation. That's a scary thing to say. People say the law is right. No, 
It's about people's opinions and how they look at the world. All of us on this phone have been conditioned in some type of way, and we've been conditioned to what's right and to what's wrong. Now, we may analyze, and as we grow older, we may consider, well, when I was young, I thought this was right, but now I'm older, it's wrong. So it's you can clearly see it's a subjective type thing. It's just what it is. Some people will uh, give a justification of killing. Some people say killing is wrong, but in this sense, it's right. So there we can clearly see right and wrong is subjective. So, um, but, uh, but a narcissism is the way to go. When we talk about the Big Bang, when we talk about atheists, atheists are just like the religious people because if you notice, they believe in the Big Bang, which is a theory, which is another story, just like the religious, because they're saying the conclusions. They're telling you they know exactly what happened in the past. They know how it was created. They know everything. That's a religion you're spreading. Then you tell the religious people, because I used to thought I was an atheist too, and I was wrong because I was in a contradiction. I would say, guys, get rid of your God. Come on my side. Don't believe in God. And when you don't believe in God, you'll become this wonderful person. Well, the religious say, hey, if you don't have God, come and get this God. You'll become a wonderful person. Still the same thing. Still arguing. Now, when you were telling atheists that, atheists say science is not religion. Listen, on the quantum level, uh, uh, the speed of life doesn't exist. On a quantum level where everything is made up, it's mystery, it's theory. There is an unknown force that's controlling everything which no one can describe. They cannot label it. Even when you talk about um, um, dark matter, uh, they examine the big hole. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not, 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 not the big hole, but the, uh, the black holes. And they were saying the stars, the suns, were falling into the black hole faster than the speed of light. They couldn't, they couldn't, uh, you know, they couldn't understand this, this extra force. Guess what the scientists did? They just added three uh, levels of energy to it out of nowhere. <laughs> and they're talking about the religious. So what I'm saying is the religious and the, the I mean the stream religious and the stream scientists are one and the same. You can compare them side by side. Even scientists debate on what they should do. We have scientists who are debating what's moral or not. Should you clone a person or shouldn't you clone a person? Just like the religious. So um agnostic, I may say ag- agnostic, same thing. It's just the way to go. It's it's that's that's the only way I can say is a freedom of mind because life is a mystery. You still have discovery, and you're saying you don't know everything. You don't put a closed door on everything. So th- that's all I have to say, Mr. Talk. All right, thanks, Mike, for that. And um, you make some very interesting points. I'm gonna open up the panel. The- all right, give me a Xanax because I agree with whatever Mike says. You're breaking up, Eric. I can't hear you. Can't hear a word. Okay. Sister Ottawa, welcome to the Sister Ottawa, are you there? Sister Ottawa, 313. 313. Hey, that was a song, wasn't it? Okay. 313? No. I don't remember it. <laughs> I know. You have to um M M in three eight mile. M <laughs> M. M&M. Yeah. That was by M M&M? I would know it. <laughs> okay. It was a movie. It was a movie. Um, 
All right, so that's, that's the minute mile. That's the mile. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sister Ottawa, are you there? Okay. Nobody's. She's not. There. She's probably waiting for Mister International. <laughs> okay. So anybody want to respond to what Michael was saying? Well, like I said, um, I agree with just about everything he said. Anybody there? Yeah, I think that's my add. Um, when uh, when we talk about when we talk about God and like when people ask the question, well, if there is a God, which one is true, and is it can, can we know it, or is it is there any way you can distinguish between which might be right and what might be wrong? And I always say to people, if there is a God and He made us. And we, we use logic and reasoning all the time. He gave us a brain that operates in that way. And we can understand our universe by applying this, this universal law of logic. And that's how we came to understand the world around us. So that same principle would apply in trying to understand and come to the realization of who God is if he is there. And my thing is, if if there is a God, he should reflect the same characteristics as the universe that he made. So if we have a universe that's structured and ordered and has a balance, then we should have a God that has that is structured and ordered, right? So he wouldn't be like the gods we see in, like, the Roman and Greek, you know, uh, pantheon, which is just like a giant soap opera, and you got all these gods representing different elements just fighting each other. That's nonsense because our world doesn't reflect, you know, life and our universe reflects structure and order. It's not just chaotic and things just going up against each other. No, sir, sir, what you just said is wrong. You're coming from the Einstein um, form of mind, and before Einstein died, he was proven wrong. And and listen to yourself closely, sir. You keep on saying logical, linear. That is not the universe. Even if we go on a quantum level, sir, things are crazy. It's a mystery. It's not linear. And if we look in our lives, we can't be total logical. I was talking to my kids, and I say, let's let's uh, examine what you're going to may hear people say. Logic rules. You only supposed to be a logical person. No, you're supposed to use logic and emotion at the same time. The body doesn't work that way. So when and 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 things, yes, we have chaos, but chaos is a part of the universe. So when you see chaos, yes, you can put it in order. But then you can't say that, uh, well, if you want to put something in order, you have to admit that it was a chaos, so chaos exists. So they're one and the same. But, well, I mean, if you study human think, anatomy, but, but, how, but, but, but how hold can you but say if that? You, but, but, right, but how, how can I say that? Because if I mean, you look, look, look at how the, ordered your body system operates. How, how could you possibly say that that's a byproduct of chaos? Listen, because on the quantum level where everything is made up, it's chaos, it's mystery. Now, let's bring up to the, the, the macro level with Einstein, the speed of light. Speed of light doesn't even exist, but it looks like it exists. But let's look in our lives on the earth, and let's mm-hmm. not separate it from the quantum level. Isn't it things on this macro level that's confusing that you don't understand? For instance, I would say if I was an alien looking on earth, and I've seen the majority of the people are dark-skinned type of people. They rule they, the majority of the earth of them. But they're the less people in power. The small group is controlling everything. Me on the outside, I would say, looking at more and less, I say that's, that's crazy. That's, that's weird. 
the, 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 the dominant people supposed to rule, not the less dominant people. So that's crazy. So like I said before, there are some things in this. Now, let's go into outer space. Okay. Hold on, hold on. You, you just made a key point I, 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 well, there. Well, when you talk well, about well, the, the, no, no, the no, 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 white no, no, and well, I was just using that as an example. I just yeah, used that example how the world is crazy and how it doesn't it's make not crazy. sense. It makes a lot but, of but sense. No, no, the reason why people make, got an advantage uh, uh, is because of technological me off. That's why. I must be hitting the nerve because, because you made you're a logical fallacy. That's debate. my point. No, no, I'm not. No. What happened? What happened? Okay. Okay. All right. I can't talk. He's uh, cut me off. Go ahead, Mark. No, my my point was like you talked about aliens coming to this planet, and they see the fact that the vast majority of colored people are on this planet, that. but a small the smaller no. group is the one that's dominating. That's I mean, is that not what you said? Yeah. And you said that doesn't make sense. That would be considered no, crazy. No, listen to me. Listen. Slow down, sir. See, sir. Slow down. See, that's why I don't like talking to people with. So, so that I said, what if I was an alien looking down on Earth, and I'm saying, I would look and say, why does the small population rule over the large population? You would think that the large population would rule over the small. And I was saying that's, that doesn't make sense. So what I'm saying is, on a quantum level, what you think that should make sense, it doesn't make sense. Now I want to finish what I'm saying. If you look out of space... Outer space doesn't make sense because if you believe in the Big Bang, no galaxies should ever run into each other. They all should be falling apart. But then they say it was the Big Bang, but you got galaxies hitting each other. You have chaos out in uh, in space. Didn't you see the uh, comet hit uh, Jupiter? That's chaos. That's not order. Come on, sir. You have to look at the the macro level, the Earth, and outer space. All of them connected okay. together, bravery. So it's, it's a mystery. If if you ever met a, a surgeon who's going to do an operation on you, who believed that, that believed that things were just chaotic, and that it wasn't ordered and structured, uh, I, I would never get on on that table, operating table, with a guy like that, because the reality is, you have a you have systems in your body, in your environment around you, and then the universe itself operates under systems, and that's how we're able to engage in all the different things, like the fact that we're able to send. A satellite into orbit around our planet is based upon the fact that we can break down the law of gravity through mathematical formulas. Now, if if our universe was just a chaotic, constantly changing thing that had didn't have constant laws that we can discern and that we can break down through a formula, then we wouldn't be able to engage in these things. The reason we have technology is because we came to understand that you can actually break down the laws in our universe through mathematical formulas. That's what physics is all about. Right, but sir, the mathematical formulas keep on changing. Don't you know how many times the speed of light changed? Don't you know there is no actual measurement for gravity? Hold up, sir. Don't you know there is no actual factual measurement for gravity? It's the, it was an average. They take look, listen. They take average of the, uh, the 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 measurement of gravity for about twenty sites around the uh, the world, and then they come over for average. What I'm saying is everything is fluctuating. When you when the mind thinks we got it, we know everything. You don't know nothing. You're a fool. No, I'm not saying we know everything. I'm can saying I, there's certain I, things that, that we that we have can a very I, firm understanding of, and that's why we're able I, to create the things that we're able to do. If if, I, if I mean to me, it's like it's funny. Like if you could say a statement like that to. A can I chime in? 
Yeah, go ahead, JC. Okay. All right. Now, it's good that one thing I have to say, Michael, you know, uh, he finally realized that there is no absolute. That's one thing. But, you know, he is speaking some good stuff. The other thing is for Marshall, I'm just going to ask two four. Two questions. Well, actually, four. Okay. Uh, Marshall believes in God. Is that yes or no? He does, yeah. He's on okay. mute right now. Yeah. Oh, right. he is? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm, no, I'm not on mute. I just I didn't oh, know right. who Marshall was. Oh. My name is Marcus, by the way. Sorry. Okay, Marcus. Yes or no, do you believe in God? I mean, is there a God? Yes. Is there, uh, do, does Satan exist? Yes. Okay. So, if Satan exists, is Satan a God? No. Oh, really? Yeah. Why would you say that if he was um, the right-hand man of God at one time? He himself were, basically, but he wanted to take God's place. God had gave him power like a God, but he wasn't the main God. I mean, because you just answered the question yourself. You said he wanted to no. be like God, which means he's not well, a God. I, I, I didn't if, you, if you want to be like myself. something, then you're not something. No, I didn't answer the question. I just asked you that question. I said... You said he's not a god, and I said why. You didn't answer it. I said it's because if he's a created being, by definition, he's no longer God because he's something that's subject to a creator, and he had to be made, and he doesn't have actual power outside of himself than what's been given to him. So by definition, that makes him not a god. And like you said, he wants to be like God. If he he wants to be like God, that tells you from the beginning that he wasn't, and he's responding to something that's above him. Was he a god at one time? He was not a god, Jason. He was. He wasn't a god. I, I don't know. I mean, your your okay. own point. You said yourself you wanted okay, to be a, like a god. god was, so. Okay, a god with power. Did he have power over people? Yeah, he had that. Yeah, he can have power over people. That doesn't okay. make a god. Though. I mean, our president uh, has power over now, people. I'm just, I'm, just asking, I'm just asking those that that question. Okay, that's all I wanted to hear. That's it. Okay, I, I missed the point on that. No, I just asked the question. <laughs> right, but the question is, if, if there is a God, how could you describe this God? How could you label it? How could you understand what this he or she is? Because well, that, that's my I point know the mind, if feeling. the mind describes God, it's a lie. Because, listen, I asked a person who was real quick, I said, can you fathom God? They said, no. I said, how are you telling me? If you can't fathom, how do you know what this God wants? Why don't we we let Marcus explain his scientific premises for the existence of God before Mm -hmm. the show runs out? (laughs) Yeah, go go ahead, because I had a whole other question. Go ahead, ahead, Marcus. Okay, uh, so before when I was was an atheist, I used to believe that... um, the process of natural selection was the primary driving force for the new information that would be introduced to a gene pool of any particular species, and that's what caused this, the changes we saw over time, and which that was the basic fundamental belief behind evolution. And so as I started to study the microbiology and genetics in particular, what you come to realize is that the process of natural selection doesn't actually introduce new information. It just chooses from an existing pool of information, and it basically rejects the information that it doesn't need. So, when, for example, when we breed dogs, right, uh, you're able to, if you want to get a smaller dog, what you would do is you would select 
the particular information that would, that would create a smaller dog and you remove the ones that create more height. So what you're doing is choosing from an existing pool, not introducing information. The information is already there. So once the big dilemma we have in microbiology is the question of where does the new information come from? And then the greater question to that is why is life made through a, uh, a binary code? Why, why is it like that? That shows something that would be a byproduct of a mind, not a byproduct of just random chance. And that's, that's a lot of things that the general public isn't even aware of. For example, you take a guy like Richard Dawkins, who's probably the most famous atheist. He's a bio, uh, professor in biology in Oxford. And based upon this very issue that I'm bringing forth, his conclusion was aliens seeded life on this planet at some point. And what he's doing there is he's saying, clearly this is evidence that shows that life comes about from the mind, not by itself. But what he's saying, instead of it being a god, he supposes an alien. But all he, that still begs the question of how did they begin. But the point being... Even an atheist like Richard Dawkins can concede and admit the fact that genetics is a clear, one of the most strongest evidences that life came about from an intelligent mind, not by itself. That's, that's massive. So what you're saying is because there's some sort of intelligent design or order in the universe as you see it, therefore there's a God, correct? Yeah, because I'm saying in any other aspect of life, we would always make the proper logical conclusion. If I were to ever say to you that a Boeing 77 fully fueled, ready to take off, came about through millions of years of hurricanes blowing through a junkyard, and it just came about perfectly, fully fueled, ready to take off. You would look at me like I'm crazy. Why? Because anytime you see especially a complex design, you know that it comes from a rough mind. Okay. But it's like when it comes to life, because no people don't want the conclusion of there being a God, they're willing to dismiss yeah, uh, basic uh, logic. Yeah, if I get it's your foundation evident. right. You're saying because, as I've already stated, there is order as you see it, and there is a process, and because of man's DNA, you therefore come to the conclusion that this order, this process, this equivalent of the binary code embedded in our DNA, therefore presents the fact that there's a God. Am I right? Okay. Yes, it is. Right. Let me ask you something, sir. Do you believe in space, like there is a space between God and humans, or just space in general? Like, do do you believe there's space in between Earth and and, and the Sun? <laughs> is that a real question, or are you, are you like? No, I mean, what do you mean? I'm asking a real question. Yes, is a real question. So your question I'm asking is you a real question, bro. He's asking you. He's asking you his question, Mark. Is there space between the sun and, and the um, and earth? The earth. Uh, yes, of course. Okay. Of course. Well, see, sir. See, see. You need to study. There is none. If you on a quantum level, see the the newest research. See, you on that linear stuff. And I'm trying to tell you, the world, this universe, is mystery. Once you think you got it, you don't. Sir, quantum, we are okay. all made of the quantum particles and atoms. There is nothing separating the earth and the sun. There is no space, factually. A particle is a wave. When you have a wave, there is no, there is no space in a wave. A wave simulates out in all areas from that one point. There is no space. Everything is connected. Look at the particles. Hold up, brother. Whichever affects you, you're not separate from it. You're so if the sun, time. hold up, brother, in space there are things, particles, protons, everything is attached. The universe is one. 
So there is nothing separate anywhere. There is no space. Okay, I, I understand Anything that hold up, and then I'm going to give object. you another result. I'm going to give you like another if, result. If, like if you're standing and I'm going to give hold up, brother, hold up. The reason why you said there's space because you're two separate See, he's cutting me off. Because you're not using common sense that you would use in any other time in life. You're coming up with this theoretical stuff that's not practical. I mean, come on, man. Listen to what you're saying, man. I think the scientists have said there's no such thing as cold in space. I think there's an interrelationship between all all things in space, but I think there is space between all the planets and the stars and the galaxies. But then again, I don't know. I'm an agnostic uh, in terms of religion, and I don't know everything, so I'd be glad to hear the theory, you know, some sometime. But um, uh, the question was cleverly worded. I mean, obviously there's there's material between us and a particular object, but you and that object are not one. The same way, if you if a car runs you over, you're not one thing. Yes, there's stuff between you. Clearly, I'm not saying that space is literally void of anything. What I'm saying is that you're a separate material object. That's just common sense. So when you say that the sun is obviously away from us, that's just can't even talk, man. You cut me off. I mean, you got. Am I muted? Because you, no, you're yes, still here. Oh, my God. Hold up, brother, brother, brother. Listen, right now, I, I'm going to regress because I'm noticing right now you, you're coming to this conversation thinking you're smarter, and you're cutting me off. You're not even letting me finish. And you're saying that you believe in God. Listen, I don't believe in God. You believe in God. Look how you're acting. <laughs> so do you matter. want me to believe in what you would believe in? I haven't even do, finished. Do you, know the, do you know what the Bible says about what hold you're Hold on, hold on. If you want me to believe, I don't want to believe. I don't write the way you're acting. I'll wait, I'll wait. Right, 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 right. But according to you. What you're saying makes sense, then I would be associating myself with your foolishness. But I'm addressing you according to your foolishness to show you that it's foolish. That's what you need to hear, man. That's a fact. And the Bible says that a wise man loves to be corrected, but a fool dis- despises you when you correct him. All right, now that you've insulted you him, how about we let him? How about we let Mike finish? You know, that's only if you believe in the Bible. <laughs> no, that's called <laughs> wisdom. That's that's real life. Yeah, but that's only if you believe in it. Well, that's Mike, did, Mike wasn't can't. allowed to finish. Well, I know. I'm waiting for them to do so I can help Mike so he can go ahead. Okay. All right. All right, Mike, you got three minutes, man. None of that eight hour dissertation that they're doing. I called in four, four. I've been on this phone for 14 minutes. I mean, 15 minutes. Wow. Well, sir, I, I, I want you to replay back this recording. And remember, you have this guy. You believe this guy. You have this spur, and you're cutting me off. You don't want to let nobody. I don't want what you have. I, I don't really want to be like you. And, and if I am like you, I mean, it is what it is. You're no better than me. Sir, what I'm saying is I'm, there is no space in between nothing. And you're talking about, you know, just don't listen. If you're not listening to me, you don't want to be corrected. Anything that affects something is not separate from it. Bottom line, you, there ain't no relativity. If I, if I hit you, you affected to, I, I just affected you. My hit is not separate from your feelings. It's not even separate from me. So if the sun is affecting the earth, the, the, the earth is not separate from the sun. 
the, the, the sun is not separate from the galaxy. The galaxy is not separate from other galaxies. It's not even separate. It, it's something in between. It's something holding up something together. If something is holding two things together and they're, and, and, and they're communicating with each other and they're affecting each other, there is no separation. If you try to sound a separation, you will always contradict yourself. See, you're going on, and what I'm saying, the principles that you're using right now has been proven wrong. You're coming from the Einstein uh, uh, theory, and he was proven wrong by Niels Bohr. It can be tested over and over. And my final conclusion is it is a mystery. Life is about uncertainty. As soon as you think you got it, it's a con. If, if someone tells you that they know the beginning of the universe, they know actually how it happened, they know everything, they understand the information, they know exactly. If they paint that picture, it's a story. It's a theory. A theory is a story, just like a belief. They tell you these fond stories. No one was there. So at the end of the day, we're still learning. Life is a mystery. If you think you got it, you're a fool. I'm done, Mr. Talk. Your brain is sometimes. I don't know what he's talking about. I, I think he's talking about it. You went all into science and all of that. Mike, what are you talking about? I mean, really? Really? The, the moon is not separate from the sun, and the sun is not separate from the galaxy, and what in the world? That was the craziest thing I ever heard, man. I'm just being honest. I know what you're trying to say. Well, please break it down, because I hate nothing. What he's trying to say is that, is that nothing in the universe is really separate from anything else. There is some sort of connection between all of us, all little particles, all space, all gravity, all magnetism, all energy, all all material things. There is some sort of. Um, uh, and then uh, I just said the word. I forgot what the fuck I said. Um, no separation. That there is some sort of interaction between all of us. Okay. That's yeah, I, mean, I think that's what that. separation. So that is back on the air. Try to word it like that. There is no separation at all, which is just. You have to say it again, Eric, because you broke up. I say, if that is the question, where does the connection begin? Always. Okay. Um, maybe we don't know exactly where the, um, you know, where the God particles from, but hmm. supposedly there's a connection between, let's say, Earth and some planet 115 light, million light years away uh, through some sort of quantum theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in that, in that way, there's a connection. Yeah. There's a connection between all of us, is what Mike is saying. I believe that's what Mike is saying. Between everything that has ever existed and everything that probably will exist and everything that has existed and, and died or disappeared. Right. No, no, Joe. Let me, and it's not okay. going to take long, Mr. Talk. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, the Big Bang is correct. That means they're saying it was a single point and everything was created. So that means that at that single point, everything was created at the same time. Now listen to me. On a quantum level, forget Einstein. Einstein was wrong. There's no speed of light. If two particles are created at the same time, and if you affect one particle, simultaneously, 
the other particle is going to be affected. Not uh, you affect one particle and you have, and, and it takes time for the other particle or speed of light to travel from one point to another to travel. No, in quantum level, with everything is made up, the whole universe is made up. If you affect one, you automatically, simultaneously affect the other. Therefore, everything is connected. It's just the fact. How can you say everything is connected, but then when you say, oh, uh, there is no separation, that doesn't make sense. You, you know you're a contradiction. So if you say everything is connected in one form or shape or another, you have to say, conclude that there's nothing is separate. It's just that simple. Okay, How can you sure, say the, the chocolate level, chips are separate from the cookie the when the chocolate chips are in the cookie? The chocolate chips are not separated from the chocolate chip cookie. They're all one. It's a chocolate chip cookie. You're trying to separate the two. It's not. Oh, my gosh. This is why I said You keep on saying, oh, my gosh, but this has been proven, like, what, six years ago? Like 80 years ago? And the atomic level. People know that stuff, man. We're talking about on our level practically. You know, on the macro level, if you want to use a more specific term, if you run into a wall, you're not going through the wall. You're going to. Okay. Y'all guys want me to go? 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is the biggest contradiction. That, that guy probably not on here. If he, if he stills on, I want you to listen to me, sir. Watch this contradiction. If you believe in God, you're saying God is connected to everything. You're saying human beings are not even separate from this God. Therefore, everything is connected to him. Ah, there is no separation. Is there a separation between God and human beings? And if it is, didn't God create everything? If he created the devil that made people move away from him, is that his creation? Is the devil separate from God when he created it? Sir, you, listen, you come on thinking you know everything, you don't. What I'm saying is this universe is a mystery. No one knows. It's just what it is. And we have to keep on discovering things. Soon as you think you got it and you know all of history, someone will find something else and say, oh, we just got a new history. And I'm going to say this, and this is going to be a very uh, uh, controversial statement, and it is just a fact. There is no such thing as consciousness. If someone wants to say consciousness of knowing all of your history, knowing all of you now, and knowing the future, you don't know it. There is no, if someone defined consciousness, scientists, uh, 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 surgeons, people in the medical fields, uh, um, um, philosophers, they always debate about what this concept of consciousness, meaning that all human brains have delusion in their head, they have lies in their head, people have told them lies. They believe in things that are not true, but then they may say that they're conscious. But in actuality, when they find out that some of the information that they're in, in, in some wow, Listen. I got it. Wow, y'all, y'all cut me off. Damn, you're still it, on. No, 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 no. Someone muted me. I mean, I, I hope on, these like. people don't believe. I'm just trying to express my opinion, just like a human being. But you have hate. Listen what I'm saying. If someone says consciousness, that means that they are they know they are aware of things. Every human mind has delusion, has lies in their head. There are some things that in my mind that I think is true, but probably tomorrow or next week I'll find that it's not true. It's just a fact. Some things that in history that I think is true and then some scientists or archaeologists may find a new discovery so it's going to change my consciousness or this total consciousness. So what I'm saying, if someone says this total consciousness, it's a lie. We don't even know how the world was created and they say they're total conscious. People don't even know where we come from. It's a life of the mystery, this universe, and they're saying they're total consciousness. So what is the meaning of consciousness? People are conscious of God and then they act the way they're conscious of God, God is with them, but then they sin, and then they say, well, God, forgive me. Are you really conscious? So um, just think about what I'm saying. If you're saying what, I don't understand what I'm saying. What I just said, look in your mind. Have you thought something was true and then later found it is not? Think about it. And what difference did it make in you? Y'all have a nice one. Appreciate it, Mike. Uh, Miss Sister Ottawa still on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think she ever came in. Okay. Well, uh, I'm never like you. You're still breaking up, Eric. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, me? Yeah. Everybody just have a nice, good weekend. I have nothing to say. All right. Thank you. Go ahead, Cloud. I mean, I don't have much to say either. It's just I'm the, I'm the same as uh, Joe. Yeah, everybody enjoy the weekend. Uh, oh, yeah, Mr. Talk, we should talk off- offline about some of the uh, 
about getting together on some um, some of the topics and stuff. That's all. I guess our I guess our uh, is, uh, Can y'all hear me? Uh, still breaking up. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? Isn't that nice? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? Is that in white time? I can easily feel myself slipping more and more away. That super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. We've got it together, baby. My 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.